How night came. Years and years ago at the very beginning of time, when the world had just been made, there was no night. It was day all the time. No one had ever heard of sunrise or sunset, starlight or moonbeams. There were no night birds, nor night beasts, nor night flowers. There were no lengthening shadows, nor soft night air, heavy with perfume. In those days the daughter of the great S.E.A. serpent, who dwelt in the depths of the seas, married one of the sons of the great earth race known as man. She left her home among the shades of the deep seas and came to dwell with her husband in the land of daylight. Her eyes grew weary of the bright sunlight and her beauty faded. Her husband watched her with sad eyes, but he did not know what to do to help her. Oh, if night would only come, she moaned as she tossed about wearily on her couch. Here it is always day, but in my father's kingdom there are many shadows. Oh, for a little of the darkness of night. Her husband listened to her moanings. What is night? he asked her. Tell me about it and perhaps I can get a little of it for you. Night, said the daughter of the great S.E.A. serpent, is the name we give to the heavy shadows which darken my father's kingdom in the depths of the seas. I love the sunlight of your earth land, but I grow very weary of it. If we could have only a little of the darkness of my father's kingdom to rest our eyes part of the time. Her husband at once called his three most faithful slaves. I am about to send you on a journey, he told them. You are to go to the kingdom of the great S.E.A. serpent, who dwells in the depths of the seas, and ask him to give you some of the darkness of night, that his daughter may not die here amid the sunlight of our earth land. The three slaves set forth for the kingdom of the great S.E.A. serpent. After a long dangerous journey they arrived at his home in the depths of the seas, and asked him to give them some of the shadows of night to carry back to the earth land. The great S.E.A. serpent gave them a big bag full at once. It was securely fastened and the great S.E.A. serpent warned them not to open it until they were once more in the presence of his daughter, their mistress. The three slaves started out, bearing the big bag full of night upon their heads. Soon they heard strange sounds within the bag. It was the sound of the voices of all the night beasts, all the night birds, and all the night insects. If you have ever heard the night chorus from the jungles on the banks of the rivers you will know how it sounded. The three slaves had never heard sounds like those in all their lives. They were terribly frightened. Let us drop the bag full of night right here, where we are, and run away as fast as we can, said the first slave. We shall perish. We shall perish, anyway, whatever we do, cried the second slave. Whether we perish or not I am going to open the bag and see what makes all those terrible sounds, said the third slave. Accordingly, they laid the bag on the ground and opened it. Out rushed all the night beasts and all the night birds and all the night insects, and out rushed the great black cloud of night. The slaves were more frightened than ever at the darkness and escaped to the jungle. The daughter of the great S.E.A. serpent was waiting anxiously for the return of the slaves with the bag full of night. Ever since they had started out on their journey she had looked for their return, shading her eyes with her hand and gazing away off at the horizon 
hoping with all her heart that they would hasten to bring the night. In that position she was standing under a royal palm tree, when the three slaves opened the bag and let night escape. Night comes. Night comes at last, she cried, as she saw the clouds of night upon the horizon. Then she closed her eyes and went to sleep there under the royal palm tree. When she awoke she felt greatly refreshed. She was once more the happy princess who had left her father's kingdom in the depths of the great seas to come to the earth land. She was now ready to see the day again. She looked up at the bright star shining above the royal palm tree and said, Oh, bright beautiful star, henceforth you shall be called the morning star, and you shall herald the approach of day. You shall reign queen of the sky at this hour. Then she called all the birds about her and said to them, Oh, wonderful, sweet singing birds, henceforth I command you to sing your sweetest songs at this hour to herald the approach of day. The cock was standing by her side. You, she said to him, shall be appointed the watchman of the night. Your voice shall mark the watches of the night, and shall warn the others that the madrugada comes. To this very day in Brazil we call the early morning the madrugada. The cock announces its approach to the waiting birds. The birds sing their sweetest songs at that hour, and the morning star reigns in the sky as queen of the madrugada. When it was daylight again the three slaves crept home through the forests and jungles with their empty bag. Oh, faithless slaves, said their master, why did you not obey the voice of the great S.E.A. serpent and open the bag only in the presence of his daughter, your mistress? Because of your disobedience I shall change you into monkeys. Henceforth you shall live in the trees. Your lips shall always bear the mark of the sealing wax, which sealed the bag full of night. To this very day, one sees the mark upon the monkey's lips, where they bit off the wax which sealed the bag, and in Brazil night leaps out quickly upon the earth just as it leapt quickly out of the bag in those days at the beginning of time. And all the night beasts and night birds and night insects give a sunset chorus in the jungles at nightfall. How the Rabbit Lost His Tail once upon a time, ages and ages ago, the rabbit had a long tail, but the cat had none. She looked with envious eyes at the one which the rabbit had. It was exactly the sort of a tail she longed to have. The rabbit was always a thoughtless careless little beast. One day he went to sleep with his beautiful long tail hanging straight out behind him. Along came Mistress Puss carrying a sharp knife, and with one blow she cut off Mr. Rabbit's tail. Mistress Puss was very spry, and she had the tail nearly sewed on to her own body before Mr. Rabbit saw what she was doing. Don't you think it looks better on me than it did on you? asked Mistress Puss. It surely is very becoming to you, replied the generous unselfish rabbit. It was a little too long for me anyway, and I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll let you keep it if you will give me that sharp knife in exchange for it. The cat gave Mr. Rabbit the knife, and he started out into the deep forest with it. I've lost my tail but I've gained a knife, said he. I'll get a new tail or something else just as good. Mr. Rabbit hopped along through the forest for a long time, and at last he came to a little old man who was busily engaged in making baskets. He was making the baskets out of rushes, 
and he was biting them off with his teeth. He looked up and spied Mr. Rabbit with the knife in his mouth. Oh, please, Mr. Rabbit, said he, will you not be so kind as to let me borrow that sharp knife you are carrying? It is very hard work to bite the rushes off with my teeth. Mr. Rabbit let him take the knife. He started to cut off the rushes with it, when, snap, went the knife. It broke into halves. Oh dear! Oh dear! cried Mr. Rabbit. What shall I do? What shall I do? You have broken my nice new knife. The little old man said that he was very sorry, and that he did not mean to do it. Then Mr. Rabbit said, A broken knife is of no use to me, but perhaps you can use it, even if it is broken. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll let you keep the knife if you will give me one of your baskets in exchange for it. The little old man gave Mr. Rabbit a basket, and he started on through the deep forest with it. I lost my tail, but I gained a knife. I've lost my knife, but I've gained a basket, said he. I'll get a new tail or something else just as good. Mr. Rabbit hopped along through the deep forest for a long time until at last he came to a clearing. Here there was an old woman busily engaged in picking lettuce. When she had gathered it she put it into her apron. She looked up and spied Mr. Rabbit hopping along with his basket. Oh, please, Mr. Rabbit, said she, will you not be so kind as to let me borrow that nice basket you are carrying? Mr. Rabbit let her take the basket. She began to put her lettuce into it when out fell the bottom of the basket. Oh, dear. Oh dear, cried Mr. Rabbit. What shall I do? What shall I do? You have broken the bottom out of my nice new basket. The old woman said that she was very sorry, and that she did not mean to do it. Then said Mr. Rabbit, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll let you keep that broken basket, if you will give me some of your lettuce. The old woman gave Mr. Rabbit some lettuce, and he hopped along with it saying, I lost my tail, but I gained a knife. I lost my knife, but I gained a basket. I lost my basket, but I gained some lettuce. The rabbit was getting very hungry, and how nice the lettuce smelled. He took a bite. It was just the very best thing he had ever tasted in all his life. I don't care if I did lose my tail, said he, I've found something I like very much better. From that day to this no rabbit has ever had a tail. Neither has there ever been a rabbit who cared because he had no tail. From that time to this there has never been a rabbit who did not like lettuce to eat and who was not perfectly happy and contented if there was plenty of it.